Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The Supreme Court restores the praying football coach, but also Christian speech for all public school teachers. Next year's Supreme Court hearings could have also important cases. We interview evangelist Andrew Phipps. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. First Liberty is the Christian law firm who was responsible for the victory at the Supreme Court of the United States, who issued an earthquake ruling of six to three in favor of coach Joe Kennedy. You know, the football coach who had been fired for taking a knee silently on the 50 yard line. He is now rejoicing in a sweeping victory for religious freedom, not just for coaches who pray silently, but for teachers who may now pray out loud or take a knee even in the presence of students without being fired for their Christian faith. Coach Kennedy was improperly fired by Bremerton High School over five years ago for simply taking a knee in silent prayer on the 50 yard line after every football game. Shockingly, not only did he win, but now the Supreme Court issued such strong dicta wording in their ruling in favor of Coach Kennedy that they've got rid of the so-called lemon test, which had been used to frighten schools into silencing teachers and coaches. Since they've gotten rid of the lemon test, now the Supreme Court says that teachers and coaches may not only pray silently, but they can pray out loud, even using their voice to speak about their Christian faith freely, even in front of students, and express their religious views. This is an earthquake, monumental change toward religious freedom. And we have now some excerpts written by Justice Gorsuch, who issued the majority ruling 63 decision. The Supreme Court wrote the following, quote, to hold differently, that is, that religious freedom should be punished somehow, would be to treat religious expression as second class speech, to eviscerate this court's repeated promise that teachers do not shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. Respect for religious expressions is indispensable to life in a free and diverse republic. Whether those expressions take place in a sanctuary, like a church, or on a football field. And whether they manifest through the spoken word or a bowed head, get that? Spoken words, even out loud, are allowed. Here, in this case, a government entity sought to punish an individual for engaging in a brief, quiet, personal religious observance, doubly protected by not only the free exercise clause, but the free speech clause of the First Amendment. And the only meaningful justification the government offered for its reprisal rested on a mistaken view. 
that it somehow had a duty to ferret out and suppress religious observances, even as it allows comparable secular speech. Well, that's illegal. That's a double standard. The Constitution neither mandates nor tolerates that kind of discrimination. Mr. Kennedy is entitled to summary judgment on his First Amendment claims, end quote, and that is the dicta from the Supreme Court. Christian attorney Matt Staver, a frequent guest on our program, highlighted other parts of the ruling. The court said, in fact, there is no actual conflict between the free speech and free exercise clauses of the Establishment Clause. Instead, there's only a mere shadow of conflict, which Justice Gorsuch, here's more dicta from the Supreme Court, describes as, quote, a false choice premised on a misconstruction of the Establishment Clause. And in no world may a government entity's concerned about phantom constitutional violations justify actual violations of an individual's First Amendment rights, end quote. The Supreme Court, by the way, affirmed that it long ago abandoned, quote, Lemon versus Kurtzman. That was an old case which got into school and religion uh, about whether the Establishment Clause had been violated and its endorsement test offshoot. Instead of Lemon now, the court says, Supreme Court has been instructed, or has instructed that the Establishment Clause must instead be interpreted, not by the Lemon test, but by a reference to historical practices and understandings, end quote and our thanks to First Liberty and Liberty Council for that analysis. So the lemon test, getting rid of that, is actually the biggest part of this victory, why? Because the lemon test had this three-pronged uh, analysis, right? In the case of Lemon versus Kurtzman, if that Supreme Court case, I think from the 1990s, was used as precedent, then the government would have to analyze the content of the speech issued by a teacher and said, if it has a tendency to endorse religion, then it's probably illegal. Well, that lemon test has now been thrown out. So even if the, the, the speech by a teacher has a tendency to establish religion, who cares? It's the private speech of the teacher and therefore it's protected by the First Amendment Freedom of Speech Clause and Freedom of Religious Expression Clause. It's doubly protected. So lemon is out the door, discrimination is out the door, Antichrist is out the door, Jesus rules. And we're counting this as a great victory. Now Coach Kennedy, sir, we discern on you, you've been a guest on this show, the Spirit of God. You are a man before your time. You, you're even predecent, right? Your precedent is going faster than all of those atheist complainers out there who will do like you do. You know, Coach Kennedy, you, you bow your knee to Jesus Christ on the 50 yard line after every football game and will again soon back at Bremerton High School. But you know the atheists are gonna do that too one day? Because the Bible says in Philippians 2, that the name of Jesus, every knee should and even in fact shall bow and those in heaven and those on, on the earth and those under the earth. So even the demons are going to bow their name to the name of Jesus Christ. And that day is coming for you soon, all you atheist complainers and easily offended litigants who used to be able to discriminate, but not so fast. Now Christians have freedom. 
Let's pray about this. Would you praise God with me? Father in heaven, we praise God for this great victory, six to three by the Supreme Court, to restore religious freedom of speech for teachers, for coaches, for people who bow their knee to the name of Jesus Christ. God, thank you that we live in a country that wrote a constitution that would give us such freedoms and even the newfound freedom to obey God. And Lord, you've commanded us that we should bow our knee to the Lord Jesus. And we do that voluntarily. And yet now we cannot be punished by the government for obeying God. Thank God that our government finally gives the freedom to obey God. And God, we praise you for this victory in Jesus' name, amen. And so may it spread across the land. Let's take another short break. What are next year's Supreme Court cases gonna look like? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, take action today. defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. Our next story comes from Bloomberg, who reports that next year's Supreme Court cases are going to reshape American law just like this year's did. Three cases in particular are on the docket that Bloomberg talks about. The U.S. Supreme Court reshaped the legal landscape in dramatic ways in recent months, but it may just be getting started. 
What's gonna happen in October? When the next nine month term begins and the courts, uh, the highest court of the land is scheduled to hear arguments on, for example, the use of race in college admissions, the intersection of free speech versus gay rights, and a challenge to an environmental law. Well, the first case they mention in Bloomberg is race-based college admissions. Did you know for years, universities have been able legally to take race into account in their admissions process? The Supreme Court, in fact, affirmed that right to give favor to minorities in a 2003 decision, but there is now a new case that's headed up to the Supreme Court and a challenge to the admission policies at Harvard College and also the University of North Carolina. A special interest group is suing, they're called the Students for Fair Admissions and they're representing mainly Asian students. You know those uh, bright and brilliant kids who ace the SATs? Well, they're not getting into Harvard. Why? Because blacks and Hispanic applicants are being favored on the basis of race. So the Supreme Court has a new case that will be heard in October. Another case has to do with Christian rights to not participate in other people's weddings, including gay weddings. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal from a Christian website designer. We've talked about her in the cast in the past here, Lori Smith, a Colorado resident, who said that she refused to start creating gay website pages advertising homosexual weddings because that would be at odds with her Christian faith. The case bears similarities to a 2018 decision in which the justices sided with a Colorado baker, our friend Jack Phillips, who refused to make cakes for a gay wedding. Although the court avoided a broad ruling that it will, would allow business owners to turn away customers on religious grounds. Well, now they're recircling and taking up that argument again. Lori Smith is a Colorado resident who's challenging a state law. The Colorado state law prohibits businesses from discriminating on a variety of factors, including sexual orientation. Lori Smith initially lost her case on appeal and argued that the law infringed on her right of free speech because it required her to communicate messages that were at odds with her faith. Why? Because the state law kept her from posting a statement that explained her beliefs. She had a little disclaimer, I'm not gonna do gay weddings. Can't put that on your website because then you'll be punished. Well, Smith has invoked her religious freedom and free speech rights and now the Supreme Court justices may agree. They've indicated that they're gonna focus on her case on the, the right to free speech, especially for Christians and the right to opt out. A third case raised by Bloomberg that, you know, there's probably dozens of cases, but uh, the ones that were caught the eye of this, these analysts have to do with the environment. There's a case coming up to be argued on October 3rd that involves a couple who put up a 15 year fight to build a house on their own property Fegular federal regulators say, no, no, you own that land, but it's now protected wetlands, so you cannot build a house. Well, a ruling in the favor of this couple could let developers build more houses without having to get federal permits that give companies more flexibility on where they can dispose of pollutants. And that's the news. Our thanks to Bloomberg for bringing those to our attention. 
Uh, since that report, I've heard there's also a groundbreaking case where the Supreme Court is going to analyze election laws. And whether this, this US Constitution, which specifically gives power to state legislatures and not courts to determine election laws, that is the time, place, and manner of how you can and uh, cast a ballot, these are all coming to the Supreme Court. And if they throw it back to the uh, state legislatures, that could have the effect in future elections of looking to the state legislatures to change how electoral votes are even cast for president. Wasn't that central issue in, in President Trump's challenge to last year's elections? Well, the Bible says in Colossians 3, we're to do this. Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Another translation says the bond of unity. Let's pray for a unified America in the bond of love. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we do pray in Jesus' name that you would give us unity and love. Love for our neighbors, which should be the first command, the first law. Uh, and Father, all the other ones that spring from it, we pray that our Supreme Court will have the wisdom to sort the wheat from the chaff and, and give us freedom so that we can love God and neighbor without being punished by the government. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we have an important interview with evangelist Andrew Phipps. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So so call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're here in Nashville at the Faith and Freedom Road to Majority Conference, hosted by Ralph Reed. 
My next guest is an evangelist on television in Indiana and in television stations around the country. Uh, Andrew Phipps has a, a son who is a pastor. Uh, welcome, Andrew, to the program. How are well, you, sir? I am absolutely wonderful, uh, Chaplain. Thank you for inviting me and having me in today. Well, you are an evangelist, kind of like myself. What is the work of an evangelist? Well, I think we're to go out and tell the good news of the gospel, and that is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died, was buried, and is risen again, and that by faith in Him and Him alone, we can have life and have it more abundantly, and that is the hope for any individual, any community, or any country. Jesus Christ freely went to an old rugged cross, gave His life so that we could have life. Well, that's what we talk about on this show. I think it's very important that people come to know Jesus Christ personally as their Lord and Savior. Um, do you have a, a way that people can do that? Maybe there's somebody uh, on the program that doesn't know Jesus. Well, I would tell that individual or individuals, plural, that it's by simple childlike faith. We don't earn, we don't merit salvation. There's not one thing we can do from a human standpoint that would make us find favor with the Lord. Grace, what He did for us, freely gave. Uh, and so just by trusting Him, we don't have anything to offer other than our own unrighteousness. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It also reminds us that God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's wonderful. When you quote Romans 3 and Romans 6 the way you just did, I'm, I'm uh, conflicted sometimes between the difference between wages, which somebody earns, and a gift, which somebody has never earned. Right. right? And the Bible says, the wages, what I deserve is death. Right. But the gift, the thing that God gives to us for free is eternal life. So I've earned death, but he's giving me life. Isn't that like an oxymoron? No. Uh, for example, I think when you study the doctrine of imputation, Jesus Christ one day stood before God as me so that one day I can stand before God as Jesus Christ. Wait a minute, say that again slowly, because I, I, I think you're, there's an exchange there. He's pretending to be us, or, or he becomes us in, right. our, in our sin, and we become him in his righteousness. That's absolutely correct. You see, um, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Man has always wanted to put himself in the equation. There's something about our striving or trying to, uh, uh, to uh, ameliorate is a good word, to try to improve our lot, but it's only by childlike faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a complicated thing. I think the old Bible said, that if a person were a fool, an wayfaring man, he shouldn't fail to err therein. I think that Jesus Christ didn't make it hard. And I believe fully that, you know, that we have some people that believe only a few can be saved. I don't think 
the devil wants all of the sinners and that Jesus just wants a few of them. I believe that it was, he said, it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all, all should come to repentance. Repentance is taking our place as a sinner, seeing ourselves condemned, seeing ourselves just uh, worthy of death and condemnation. But the Bible said, he that knew no sin became sin for us. That's a difficult thing to comprehend. The Bible said in Isaiah 53, 10, it pleased God to bruise him. I've never quite fully understood all of that. Maybe we never will in this life. But the Bible said he that was rich became poor so that we through his poverty might become rich. There's an exchange there. You know, when the Good Samaritan, which is kind of a story of redemption, uh, he got off the beast and let the, the wounded get on the beast. And so Christ took our place. That's what he did. And so we just have to trust him. It's uh, not by feelings or emotion. Somebody said, well, there's no feeling in salvation. And somebody else said, well, you ought to say as far as you know. I'm not feeling saved because of my feelings, but I'm feeling good that I'm saved. We're not saved because of our feelings, but we feel good because we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, Andrew, would you say a prayer with somebody out there who's, maybe they're just starting to comprehend some of your words, but they've never prayed to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Would you lead that person in a prayer? Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, the Brother Smith here and what he does. And Lord, we're just asking that if somebody has never trusted you, that they by faith will look to you today. We know uh, salvation is not in a prayer, but it's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody just call out to you and ask you to be merciful to them. And we know that you'll do what you promised you'd do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed with Brother Andrew, I want you to call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, our telephone number, it's toll-free, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. And leave a message if you want prayer or we will call you back. Uh, we appreciate your tithes and offerings when you donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please support us today. We'll see you next time. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 